Hey, hey fam. fam. Happy to be with you all again. I'm Brianna. And I'm Kamari. This time has come. Season three is here. We are thrilled to finally launch Visionaries, Minds of the Creatives. This season, we spoke to designers, artists, videographers, and models from Chicago and the surrounding birds. In this episode, Sarah Molina kicks off the season. Sarah is a multi-medium artist and designer. She continues to craft her style and designs as an upcoming creative. Tune in to listen to her story. Welcome to the show, Sarah Molina, um, Chicago suburb born, but living it up in Orlando, Florida. She's a multi-medium artist and a designer, and welcome to the fam. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Um, introduce yourself a little bit. Let the, let the fam know who you are. Who is Sarah? Okay, so I am Sarah, Sarah Jean. Um, I live in Orlando right now. I'm working at the Orlando Museum of Art. I just graduated from UCF, working, just living. I go to the park, I do art. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So were you always uh, creative in spirit or did you have to tap into this while you're at UIC or post or start at UIC? That's where I go, UCF. Yeah, there you go. Um, not really. Like, I feel like when I was younger, like, I would do, like, arts and crafts stuff. And, um, like, I guess a little bit. Like, I would do, like, kind of arts and crafts stuff. But then it was actually when I met you, Brie, at COD. And I had this, like, English teacher. And he randomly, like, assigned us to watch a documentary on Basquiat and I had like never really heard of Basquiat and then I like watched this documentary and I was like whoa that's pretty sick and um it, he when he would like be poor and like paint on like cardboard and stuff um that I was like oh I'm broke as shit too like <laughs> um I can do that and so then I just like started to do that and the more that I would like paint on like random stuff the better I started to feel like I, everybody has a little mental illness. Um, so that that's just like what I felt really, really good putting my time into that. Like I could like pour my feelings into that. And then um, throughout college, it just kept escalating um, to like what I would do, not only like, like as like an art therapy, but more like creative goals. I like that. I it's like Basquiat an artist. Yeah, um, Jean-Michel Basquiat is like this artist from the 80s. He actually like died kind of young, but um, he's like pretty popular um, like artist. Now his stuff goes for like, like literally hundreds of millions, which is crazy. But he ended up like getting famous like in New York. Um, and then he became like friends with Andy Warhol and mm -hmm. now... Yeah, they had like a close relationship and random. But like honestly, like his like start from like just being broke as shit and doing this like is what 
um, kind of is what resonated the most. And then it, every, everything just snowballed from there. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know Andy Warhol. I know his work really well. I am, she, she just pulled up um, Basquiat. I think stuff. I've seen his work before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody puts like the, his crown thing. Yeah. Popular. Um, I yeah. feel like I've seen it on some clothing brands too, that crown. J. Cole. Yeah. 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 He definitely like now they definitely use his like art on like labels and like just background for stuff. I see a lot. So that opened up the Pandora box, it looks like. Yeah, really. So it's, yeah, it really was like Pandora's box. And then um, it just, it just kept going from there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his style and Andy Warhol style, it's not, it's very abstract. And um, I guess what I'm trying to say is art is very subjective. And as you said, when you first saw Basquiat, painting on cardboard and you said, well, I'm broke too. I can do that. Art is literally whatever you make of it. And it's, it can be on cardboard. It can be digital. You can just paint on a piece of glass. You can paint on the sidewalk, whatever it is. So how would you define your personal style when it comes to art and designing? Um, it's definitely abstract. Like, yeah, definitely abstract and like a lot of geometric based. Like I like as simple as it is, I like shapes um, and like lines. <laughs> so I don't know what that says, but also like a lot of abstract. I think that um, like later on in Basquiat's life, when he was like more with Andy Warhol using like pop colors, like neon colors, through that, like I kind of was like, oh, like each color can kind of describe like emotions that you're feeling and a lot of people will associate emotions with colors anyway. So then I was like, well, why don't I just put that there? Um, yeah. So you express yourself through like your clothing and your art, like you said, or you mentioned earlier. Um, and we definitely love your style. If you don't, don't follow her on um, Instagram, guys, y'all got to go and look at her page. But um, did your personal style feed into your like clothing designs? Yeah, definitely. Like, okay, so when I, I spent the year at COD, and that's when, like, me and Brie met, and then I transferred to UCF, and when I was at UCF, like, my freshman year, like, at UCF, um, I was just, like, really tired of the clothes that I had, but I also, like, didn't have money to go, like, refund myself a whole new wardrobe, so I just eventually started um to like paint on clothing like I don't really know like what drew me to do that but I was like oh like I paint anyways might be I'll make like my clothes look cooler because I'm just tired of looking at them the way that like I'm looking at them and then every now and then I would use like yarn to like make like a pattern or something but um yeah so I mean it definitely the art like definitely went into my style but kind of like subconsciously like I was just like oh I'm gonna wear this because I'm bored like of the way it looks and then people would be like whoa where did you get that and I'd be like oh I just did this like what do you mean (laughs) like yeah then I think it started to like change morph my style like at first I was just wearing like pretty regular stuff like maybe still finding my own style and then like through like just getting artsy um like my style, like more form to myself, I, I think. 
Yeah. So do you like stay up to date with like, like fashion trends? Does that like influence what you do with your clothes or you just go based off of how you're feeling? Um, I would say more or less like how I'm feeling, like maybe like the the cut or like format of a shirt or pants might be like influenced from style, like icons and stuff. But I would say like for what goes on the clothes, like if I'm making it, um, it's kind of just depends on what I feel like doing or like what materials I also have because I like, I don't like to buy a lot of new materials until I'm like completely like out of it. So I'm like, okay, I will use like all this random stuff until um, it gets, until I can get somewhere with it. And then, then I'll go find something new. I kind of want to dive deep and we'll, we'll blast a picture of what I'm about to talk about. So there is, I feel, I feel like it was one of the first articles of clothing you like presented. It was this, you had the model and she was wearing like the purple pants that had the geometric shapes on it and then the gray crop top with the eyes. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, talk about that. What inspired you to make that particular outfit for her and how did you feel after you created that? Because that's one of my favorite um, articles of clothing that you made. Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice. Um, that article of clothing, well, I had kind of made the top first. Um, I was just playing around again in my feels, low-key heartbroke. So that's where I channeled that into why the eyes are like heartbreaks, why there's little tears, but it, it kind of just stayed as a shirt for, I don't know, al almost a year, it just stayed as a shirt. And then um, I was in this organization, I was like pretty involved in this organization at UCF called Fashion Society. And um, there every year there was a fashion show. So the girl who's modeling, uh, my friend Barona, she, she like ended up being my model that year. And I was also planning the show. So I was kind of like, not as focused on my design as I had to be like focused as the event planner, but it came like a month before the show and like the design team and everybody was finishing up their designs. And I was like, damn, I haven't really um, started like a new design or like I had in mind something I wanted to do, but I realized I like couldn't focus as much into the design because um, I was planning the show. So then I, I revisited stuff I had already made to see like how I could add to it. And that shirt still stuck out to me, still resonated with that same heartbreak that it was like about, you know, those last a while. Um, <laughs> so I ended up getting, uh, I went thrifting with Barona. We found these pants that fit her. I was like, cool, I'll do something to match the top. And then that's when I, I just ended up adding like a bunch more teardrops and like the little heartbreaks like onto the pants. So, so it would be like a set. And it looked pretty cool. Like I was pretty happy with how it ended up being for like kind of a last minute, like let's let's see what we have type of situation. So since you're multi-talented and you create clothes and you paint, which one came first? Like which one did you start out doing first? Um, the the painting first for sure. It was like the painting and then um and then I was just like, oh, I guess I'll put this on my clothes too. So yeah. <laughs> So what would you say is your greatest creation, whether it's clothes or art? Oh, oh my God, that's so hard. It's like, who's your favorite kid? Type <laughs> of 
Um, or the one that resonates the most with you, the one that you gave all your attention, emotion, feeling. Okay, yeah. I have this piece that's actually like hanging in my room and it's like from three years ago. um, And it's like, I didn't, I don't really know how to like draw. So like, I'd I'd just like be free balling it. but it's supposed to be like a like like a side profile of like a person and like her hair is like kind of long and like let me just show you let me show okay, you. go ahead cuz it's right here uh, okay i can also send you a picture of this if you like want a picture yeah for sure but it's like this and so like obviously i don't know how to draw so but for me it's just like the the greenery and like flowers here and then like here would be like ocean mm-hmm. um and it's like a woman of the land and sea i don't know i just think it it's like like we are all people of earth um and like probably women are the more divine people on earth so connected uh-huh. like we give birth, so who else does that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, this is probably my most special piece, though, like, that I really haven't shown anywhere either, like, like, this one is just, like, I know it's mine, I will never sell it, so, like, I don't really put it anywhere, like, in any shows, yeah. just because I'm, like, this is not for the people, <laughs> in a way, but then there's like other stuff that I have like made for shows where I will sometimes be like, oh, I'm a little sad that's sold because I'm just selfish and I want it. But I'm like, no, it, it's better that it's sold. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that you said you don't know how to draw, but like, you don't really know, you don't really have to know how to draw to be an artist at all. Some people, yeah. some artists don't even draw. They just create shapes. Hence just, abstract art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like, don't, like if you're passionate about your work, girl, don't don't start off with saying, I don't know how to draw. Just be like, look, this is what I made. This is what I felt when I made it. Like, oh my shit. Oh my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen artists, they'll like post their first drawings or piece of work that they did, and then they'll um, show their most recent and just seeing their progression and their skills. So like always claim that piece of art and then as you progress as you grow with your abilities you're going to look back at that piece and be like look how much I've grown Mm -hmm. but it's all still relevant and it's all still beautiful yeah Yeah, like yeah because going off of that my it's so funny like when I made that piece I was like living in this apartment I had a balcony whatever I like spend a lot of time on the balcony um one of my one of my brothers like Andrew it's so funny because then he was in this apartment this apartment's like three years later and I was hanging up stuff in my room and he was like bro I remember when you made that like look at all the other shit that you've made in between that and now mm-hmm. so that yeah that type of thing is so true like that the progression is crazy if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let us explain it's free. <laughs> there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you couldn't tell, we use Anchor. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast. That's right. We get paid with no minimum listenership. 
it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make a podcast because everybody named Mama has a damn podcast, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. So through your progression and, you know, just being at those shows or art galleries that you're at and seeing your work against, you know, other artists and stuff like that, do you find yourself, you know, going through imposter syndrome or um, have you struggled with this before? And if so, how did you overcome it? Um, Well, the only shows that I'd like be putting it in right now are like the shows at my job, just because I'm like, whatever it's like at my job it's so easy to do um I haven't really like gone out to like look for shows to put them in I think I would have to like treat my art like with a lot more seriousness um if I were to do that because I don't know for me that is like really intimidating and like a lot of my coworkers like have their work in like galleries around Orlando and like bigger shows but for me I feel like I just try to keep it fun like if it goes anywhere it will go somewhere um like when when it's at the shows that are at the museum I feel like super comfortable because like I work there so I'm like whatever like it's just across the hall haha (laughs) um but I don't know I haven't really like looked into doing bigger shows and stuff like that I think eventually I would want to um I also just like want my own space to like create art like right now I live like with two other roommates so it's kind of hard to like get like a good setup going um it's like I get everything out do what I'm gonna do and then put it all away um because you know like space is limited Mm -hmm. um so I'm really hoping that like when I get into like my own spot then I'll have like more time to like be more serious with it and like make like bigger pieces as well because what I notice is that usually I like will paint on canvases that are like not super big but a lot of other people in like bigger shows like have stuff that's just like a like on a little bit bigger of canvases um which is like nothing crazy but it's just like I bought like a lot of these one size canvases and like I said earlier I'm not one to go to waste Um, so I'm like, well, eventually I'll run out of these small ones and then I'll get bigger ones and like actually try to like execute something like something more articulate and like a little like detailed. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like where I hopefully see myself going. Okay. And how do you, how do you keep yourself motivated? Like, even though you do work and you probably have other aspirations, how do you keep yourself motivated to continue to design, to create art? Um, honestly, like, we're I'm very fortunate to like work in an art museum. So that is definitely like really motivating because just to see um, other people's backgrounds and other people's stories, like get them where they are, like in a museum or in a gallery setting. That's pretty cool. I'd also have to say my friends, though, like all my friends that I've met through Fashion Society all have different like mediums themselves and it's just like so cool to have watched all of us like grown up throughout the years and like dabble in different mediums doing different stuff um that's like probably what keeps me motivated I would say if not the most like second to most um I don't know just to just to watch everybody do their own thing and be part of like 
uh, a community of people. Yeah, my community would make me motivated. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Love it. So walk us through your process when you're creating. Like, where do you usually get your inspiration from? Um, definitely heavy on my emotions and like whatever I'm like currently going through in life. Like if there's a certain assignment, like we're with Fashion Society, we would have certain due dates with stuff. Um, that might get a little like more thought out than just like me uh, splattering stuff on a canvas or usually I like keep a little journal with me. So I'll like sketch or draw some stuff. And then um, usually I will let a few of those pages accumulate and then take a day to like look through those sketches. Like what do I actually like that I would like to take to canvas or take to clothes or like do something like that. Um, so there, so I feel like it would usually just start with like a random idea that I scribble and then later I'll like go back to the ideas and be like, okay, which one of these is actually like something I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how about when people view your art? One, do you have an audience in mind that you kind of gear your art to, I don't know, like, I guess like some artists are more realistic, realistic, so they appeal to more of the more logical, realist people. And then some art is more abstract, so they appeal to more people who, as you, as your art is more emotional. Um, some artists have little caricatures that they put in every single pieces of their art. It's kind of like a, a hide and go seek type of deal. Like we have an artist on the show, um, Edo, that's how his art is. He always has a character in his pieces of art people always have to try to find um, that character so like even though you put your emotions into your art is there a particular message that you want the audience if you do have a particular audience that you're gauging for that they want to that you want them to convey when they view your art I don't know if I would say like I'm certainly reaching for a particular audience um, I mean, definitely people who like abstract regardless are, are probably going to more uh, take take to it a little more than those who don't. But I don't know if I have like a message behind them necessarily. Like for me, if it's some if it's like a piece of work that's like full of emotion for me, like maybe someone else won't see it that way. Maybe they'll see like a sunny day. Everything's like gorgeous, like looking good. Like, I don't know, they're, whoever else's interpretation is like not really like, I'm not really worried about other, how other people interpret it. I, I kind of am curious though to how they interpret it because I think it'd be neat to like hear like mm -hmm. what people think, but um, I don't know if I would have like a certain audience. So what year did you like start creating? Um, wait. Time is, I would say like 2016, like okay. summer, summer 2016 is like really when uh, the gears started rolling. So if you saw a 2016 Sarah original for the first time, how would you describe it? Mm. It just makes me like look at one. <laughs> um, I'm like, uh, how would I describe her? Simple like pretty simple. Um, she's definitely, she's definitely looking for something. She's looking for something that I used to do a lot of stuff with eyes. Um, 
she's definitely looking for something or like maybe making you think about yourself, like look at yourself and like reflect who you are. Um, versus like now I feel like I'm not really searching for that perspective. I'm kind of like living in the moment more um, rather than like being so caught up in like watching my own life. So it sounds like you're growing within your work. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. But do you ever find yourself limited by the materials that you have? Like you mentioned that you only have a certain amount of canvases and there are certain amounts, there, um, there are certain sizes and other artists have bigger canvases. Um, and then when you're telling about that article of clothing that you made um, for the model, you were limited in the amount of time, but it still came out great. So would you say if you are limited in materials or pressed for time, do you feel like your best work comes out of that? Or does it limit it? Yeah. I feel like it could go either way. Like for, for that outfit that I designed, like if I had more time, would I have like put more into it? Yeah, definitely. But it also like, I feel like it didn't really take away like a lot, like the message was still there. The outfit was still there. Um, sometimes I think when I have too much time, it's like even worse because then I'm like, oh, I can do that like next week or yeah, that's what I'm learning now is that like, now that I have like no deadlines, the only deadlines are like myself that I'm just like, oh, I have to um, push myself like a little more to actually like make stuff um, like, like continuously make stuff rather than only like sticking to the sketches. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we know you said that, you know, once you get a bigger space and, you know, more opportunity to do the work that you want to do, that's where you'll be able to grow a little bit more in your work. Where do you see you or your creativity going in the future? Like we know you dabbled in like clothing designs and art pieces and, you know, other mediums. Like, is there anything outside of that that you feel like you would do in the future? Or are you just going to stick to art um I for the most part I think I will stick with like what I do but if I had the attention span I would really like to learn how to do like videos and like photo editing more maybe um I like during the pandemic I kind of got into like a lot more photography stuff so it would, it would be cool if I learned how to like edit the pictures a little better but then in my head I'm like oh I don't want to edit it this is like how I took it the raw photo like I like I like that um but I mean it, it would be cool to make like different um like graphics and stuff I don't know I think I think it's pretty cool though my my boyfriend does that stuff so I like watch him do graphic stuff and I'm like oh that's cool but then I see it takes so much to learn like how to do those um edits and stuff and I'm like no, let me just get my brush and do that instead. Interesting. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing like a collaboration with them? Yeah, I think it would be cool. Like over the summer, he like made this like layout, like a long like panorama layout thing of all these like film pictures that I took over the summer. And it was like, a, he was like, it's his pandemic photo series because it's like um, mostly pictures I took of him like at, at places we were at during the pandemic so there's like that um 
He definitely will use, it's so funny that you mentioned that because he has this photography class at UCF and he will like use my film pictures sometimes like in his assignments. So I guess we kind of have collaborated, like just not, not like a, like official, like Marzouk, Sarah collaboration. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be really dope if he did, because I mean, you're already a multimedia artist and designer anyway and if you combine not only clothing but your paintings and and pictures that would be a dope piece right there yeah yeah it would be cool I feel like it would tell the story it'd be cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what are what I want to know your thoughts since you design clothes like what are your thoughts on fast fashion and high-end retail like would you sell your clothes in commercialized stores or local retail online because I'm someone where I'm guilty of going to Forever 21, Nike, these fast fashion stores for convenience. Um, and then I also turn around, I won't go to high-end stores because my budget does not permit, but also the high-end stores, they're not fast fashion. It's actually people who are paid fair wages to create and design these clothes, but any kind of doesn't match up. So like, what are your thoughts as a designer on fast fashion and high-end retail. Yeah, I think fast fashion is kind of inevitable. Um, it sucks that it is inevitable, but like at this point in time, the systems that we have in use like are kind of just there. And while people can advocate, people do advocate a lot for the end of fast fashion and like even more sustainable like clothing, we all know it's so hard to change capitalism like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely guilty as well of going to Forever 21. Like my, I shop at Target a lot, but I think some things that people can do to combat that is like thrift when you can. Like, I think thrifting, you definitely have to have the time though. So like, if you're like, oh, I need to go grab something real quick for my dinner tonight. Like obviously fast fashion is that is kind of like, a quick answer for that because if you were to go to the thrift store like you need to look through every single rack to find try and find something good and then what if you spent an hour there and you didn't even like find it Mm -hmm. um something that well yeah so that's like how I found a lot of like my like clothing that I would design on is from thrift stores because like I I don't want to pay like $40 for new jeans just for me to like paint on them and potentially mess them up so I would just go buy like thrift store stuff um but I mean shit if anybody sees my art and they want to go commercial I'm about that check (laughs) Uh, and then eventually I feel like in a way you kind of have to play into capitalism until you have the bread to like not play into capitalism oh yeah definitely so like yeah like if somebody wanted to go commercial with me I would definitely go commercial and then at a certain point when I could have the money to do it my way sustainably like and make sure like everybody the workers are treated well absolutely but like to to go from like zero to nothing to that I feel like would take like a a big budget right um so I don't know it's kind of inevitable but I think the way that you know everybody is just educating themselves more on the environmental impacts of the fashion industry like there are a lot more like boutiques like I know around Orlando um, I shop at a lot of like vintage thrift stores um, 
yeah, like, will they maybe be more expensive because they're at that place? Like, maybe buy like $5, but at the same time, like, I don't have to spend two hours in the thrift store trying to find that. So like, it kind of goes to convenience as well. Like I know um, there's like a thrift chain around Florida called Avalon Exchange, where like, that's what you do. Like you, it's kind of like a Plato's Closet. Like you guys have Plato's Closet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like Plato's Closet, but like more fancier and like trendier. Um, So like, if I'm like wanting to get something super convenient, like I need something for this weekend, I'll go to like Avalon. I'll try going to Avalon first usually um, to see what they have. Cause like to me, Avalon and places like vintage boutiques like that, like the thrifting part of the work is done for you. Like Mm -hmm. all the cool pieces you would find thrifting are like there. You just have to realize that you are paying a little extra than you would at the thrift store because that convenience is already there for you. Like they already found the cool stuff. So I think there's like a give and a take. Fast fashion is like inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I learned something new. I didn't know that about, bo- I didn't know the difference between boutique stores and thrift stores, but okay. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to step up my style game. So I'm asking all the designers on the show for taking <laughs> advice, but yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like for me, I would say like thrift stores are more like Salvation Army, Goodwills, like mm-hmm. places like that. Um, and then like boutiques and vintage stores would be like a step up from that where like all the cool stuff is already like found for you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So getting into the creative advice and thought provoking questions. Mm -hmm. So what are some hardest, what are some of your hardest struggles and challenges create like creatively? Um, Probably just to get myself to focus and like not be so like oh I'm gonna do one thing here one thing there one like maybe just focus um something that like helps me with that struggle is whenever I go to my mom's house in Tampa I will like bring my art stuff and there's kind of like not nothing else to do there but like you know I I spend time with my mom and then she'll go to bed and then like you know people go to bed early so then it's just like the rest of the night to myself um and that's that's like kind of a really nice escape for myself like art wise and creativity wise because then I I'll just like sit on her patio and like look at whatever I brought and see what I can do with what I brought um but yeah I'd say definitely one of the most struggles for me is to like actually get myself to like in the seat do the thing like um like because I'll have all the ideas but to execute definitely takes me a while to execute <laughs> Yeah, everything closes so early in Florida. I hate that. That's the one thing I hate about visiting. Really? Like, Where did you go? Um, I was in Orlando and then I visited Tampa too. But I was there to go to, you know, Disney World. So when we finished with the park, we were like, oh yeah, let's go get something to eat. Nothing was open. Yeah, and we were like, what the, f-? like, we were like, we can't eat. What is going on? But everything closes so early. Yeah, we're spoiled out here in Chicago. Yeah. Well, at least in the city, not the suburbs, but like the city, bars, restaurants, they be open until like 2, 4 a.m. sometimes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I would say by Disney, it's like, Disney is like not even, Disney's like its own chunk of Orlando. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, there's like tourist Orlando, which is like all the theme parks and then like Mm -hmm. regular, schmegular peoples. (laughs) 
Y'all know what time it is? It's shout out time. Let's take a pause to shout out Sentita Lo Shop. Sentita Lo Shop creates and sells dope apparel by dope Latinas. Owned by a collective of Latina sisters, the brand objective of Sentita Lo Shop is to curate cultural and social designs they stand behind. This brand is driven by their philanthropy initiative in which they provide educational resources in rural Mexico. 10% of Sentitolo Shop sales are streamlined to fund e-learning tools. The aim is to create less barriers for young students already facing discouraging statistics due to the shift to e-learning caused by the pandemic. We hope you give back and be part of the journey and shift in the narrative for these children. So... Big shout out to the homegirl, Iris, CEO and co-founder, and her two sisters, Diana and Itzel, also co-founders. Make sure you follow Sentitolo Shop on Instagram at Sentitolo Shop and place your order for some dope apparel at SentitoloShop.com. What are, what are your thoughts on if creativity is innate or can it be learned in practice? Because I uh, feel like there's definitely left brain and right brain people. Yeah, like, I believe it's the right brain people who are always analytical. They're more mathematics, logical. And then there's the left brain where they're very artistic. Do you think the right brain people can learn creativity or do you think it's innate? Um, I think they can learn. I think maybe it might be like their art might be something different because they're so analytical. Like you might notice it's more of like a very detailed situation versus others that are more left brain, but then again, I don't know. Cause I know a lot of left brain people that would, that are super detailed. I think it would just depend on their style, but if, I mean, you can do anything that you really mm-hmm. put time and effort into. Um, it might just be what people are like drawn to, like whether they're like drawn to like doing art or like doing like a puzzle or something like that instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it depends though because like I used to be more analytical like I love math and all that other stuff and I crave to be creative because I just could not do it but I can get math down in like a second now like it's completely switched I'm, I can't turn my creativity off I cannot stay in math now or anything like analytical I don't want to do it my head space is not like like concentrated on that I I can't sit down for that but being creative it just comes to me like Mm -hmm. that so I feel like it can switch yeah and then you have people who are a mixture like myself like I work in analytics and marketing but I also have a passion for media and branding and the creative aspect of marketing so I feel like I don't know I'm glad like I'm glad that we asked this question just to debunk the stereotypes and stigmas because some people really think like you can only be this or that you can't be both or you can't like try to learn what the other has to offer Mm -hmm. so yeah we just want to know your thoughts on that yeah not yeah I think people could do both it just depends like how much effort they want to put into it or like what more comes natural I think Mm -hmm. yeah very true very true have you ever felt that your personal expectations limited your creative output? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like everybody, every artist or honestly, anybody pursuing a goal could like tell you that because you think it's gonna, you maybe like want it to look like some certain way. And then if it doesn't come out that way, it's just like, why? Or like, for me, like, if I really want it to come out one certain way, I will start to feel like a little anxious. And I'm like, Oh, my God, like, it's not really like going the way I want it to go. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. If, yeah, I guess it definitely has like limited, but that's just like, I think myself and other people who think the same way if they just want to get over their fears mm-hmm. at me. Um, so. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, what is a piece of a piece of advice you would give someone who is pursuing creativity, whether artistically or designing? What is what is something you would say to a younger Sarah, somebody who looks up to you, somebody who wants to go down the path that you're going? What would you say to them? Um, I'll just say to do it your own way, like do it however you want to do it. If you have no experience or formal training that really is not a problem because most artists that start out don't and you know some that do congrats like um (laughs) that's really cool but if if some people just get into it as like a hobby and then it just kind of escalates from there all the power to you because the only person who's gonna like limit you like that is yourself and all that matters is that you like what you're creating I think once you create with other people in mind um like that they're watching like not necessarily a commission because a commission's different but like if you're like creating because you're like wanting to be perceived I think it kind of goes out the window like just make what you want to make that makes you feel good like at the end of the day awesome love it love it love it love it well Sarah that wraps up the first episode of the season you are number one um of the podcast this season. Yes, give yourself a cheer. We're uh, dropping your plug. Like, where can um, the fam reach you? What's your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever, website? Drop it off. Yeah, so really the best place to reach me is going to be Instagram. My Instagram is at sarah.jeans, J-E-A-N-Z. The one with the S was taken. Um <laughs> Yeah, Instagram is the best way to go. Sarah.jeans, hit me up for whatever. I'm going to be in Chicago in the summer. So definitely want to see y'all. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Come on, any last words, Sarah? No, I want some jeans. (laughs) Yes, yes. If you can like make us a nice little all in the fam jeans. We'll do like a collaboration. Oh, that would be nice too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. We'll talk. We'll talk after the recording. Thank you, girl. Yeah, bye, guys. That's a wrap, fam. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you follow Sarah on IG. Her handles are in the bio of this episode. Keep up the season. We have a lot in store with upcoming podcast episodes, video segments, and our Feasting with the Fam series. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. We want everyone to enjoy our content and be part of the fam. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at allinthe.fam, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at All in the Fam. There is still so much more to this season, so sit tight and peace and blessings, fam.